Ladies and gentlemen, right, okay, so the breaking news, obviously, as uh, many people have observed, if you haven't been on social media, I don't know where you've been. Uh, Claudia Ranieri has been sacked, um, immediate successor imminent, I believe. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to put my 50 pences, like I say, this is the Pidgey's view, but I'm going to let my um, esteemed colleagues, um, Pete from New Orleans TV, evening mate, and oh, also got the beggars. Is back as well. Managed to grab him last minute. Boys, thank you very much for coming on last minute. Obviously, it's very rushed. I got back from work and I got the news um, sitting down. I should have been doing work, but I got it, I got it on my phone, so I, I didn't really have much choice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, Pete, I'll, I'll come to you, mate. It's it's another it's another cir- another circus um, appointment. It's just banter, isn't it, really, now? I think we've just got to laugh at it more than get angry, surely. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we'll get it in the ear from all our mates and work and, you know, per normal, because to lose one is, you know, unfortunate, to lose two is careless, and to lose about 58 of the managers is about, you know, <laughs> downright ridiculous. But <laughs> we, we know that we operate on a different model. So, what you know, kind of, you've just got to kind of go with that. But if, if, if when you turn around and you go, look, you know, 13 games, he's won two, he's drawn one, just... And 10 have been, you know, we've, we've been fairly kind of banged to rights in, in, in the majority of them. That wouldn't survive anybody. And I was, I was, and I put my hands up, it made absolute sense bringing him in. He's got experience. He's got cultural kind of alignment with the Potsos. They've always wanted to work together since like 84, 85 sort of time. Yeah. It just hasn't worked. And he can't, for whatever reason, it's, it's just not worked. He doesn't seem to be able to get a tune out of these you know, 25, 26, 20 year old millionaires that are running around looking unmotivated, too much money, I'm just saying. Um, and and there's something missing. And there's something missing at this moment in the model. This is the time when the model, presumably the Potso model, has to change a bit because they can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. No. Yeah, Dave, mate. I mean, you, you've seen seen a fair few um, yeah. managerial changes in your club, but uh, yeah, someone yeah. looking from the outside looking in, mate. Uh, what do you make of that? Because, like I say, I'll come in um, in a minute. But. It, it is crazy. I um, I agree with uh, what's been said. Um, I think there are ironically some similarities between Watford and United in terms of the problems. That exist in the clubs. I think there's in terms of I think there's a problem at the top in terms of the like you say the the model. These owners have come in and they keep chopping and changing managers. They don't seem to learn from the mistakes. The chairman said at the end of last season about learning from errors of previous years, and there doesn't seem to be any lessons that have been learnt um, from the top. And you can't keep chopping and changing your managers. Uh, at the rate that what we've been doing, and um, I would argue that the you can't, as you said, Ranieri seems to be, have been unable to get a, a tune out of this group of players. But that's how many managers have this group of players now failed to perform under. So they they need to start taking accountability. I think Watford in the long run need to bring somebody in maybe till the end of the season. Yeah. Um, with but with the idea of a longer term goal, who is looking at Watford with an overview for the rest of the season, as, as in right, who shows any promise to keeping getting Watford, either keeping Watford in the Premiership or getting straight back there? Who are the good characters in the dressing room? Who are the bad characters that you need to move on? What's the recruitment? 
what what's what's the youth structure there needs to be an identity for Watford moving forwards mm. if for yeah. the long term goal mm. i think it's it's interesting that you say that Dave. i mean i've argued until i'm kind of blue in the face that and i said it on a uh, kind of a Twitter spaces earlier on with the do not scratch your eyes boys and said it's a, it's an unpopular thing to say at the moment when we've just sacked the 88th manager of the week or what have you mm-hmm. yeah yeah but this but this is actually success Watford where we are at the moment is success and we have to acknowledge that and the potsos have bought mm-hmm. us that we also have to go back and say the idea about bringing in a manager and letting them quote unquote manage the whole club we we've done that for a long time and never got anywhere near what we've had with all of this. And I admit it's an absolute chaotic idiosyncrasy of Watford. You know, it's almost like constant revolution, but it has bought for, for what is us success, not United. Yeah. I, I, I grant you mm-hmm. that though. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we have to kind of acknowledge that, but mm. it's, it's an interesting question to say as to whether or not the model is now needing to be updated, to be changed. And it comes on a basic principle, which is a potso belief, which is your your head coach will do one of two things once you've appointed them. They will succeed or they will fail. If they fail, you have to get them out with the minimum of disruption, effectively, and the minimum level of kind of ripping the heart out. And if they succeed, some poxy club like Everton will come along and sniff about them and then they'll go anyway. So if you are a club in Watford's position, they try to insulate from you know whether or not that uh, putting somebody in who's just too important and can't be removed can't be replaced can't be um uh, you know, could could just become almost too important and then rip the whole soul of everything out i, th- I absolutely echo what you say about the youth team because if you look down at our most expensive our 25 most expensive players um at the club they've all been potso signing so we can't yeah. accuse them of not having put in money but if you look at our 25 best players, most mm. of them have cost absolutely nothing or they've been bought through the youth team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to see, and I know it's not an easy or a quick win or a quick fix, but I would love to see a real investment in in the youth team. And I think they've done the right thing with the academy, with uh, Richard Johnson and Jimmy Gilligan, who've been yep. brought back in, who are Watford stalwarts, you know, yep. come, coming that. off their yellow, red and black. That's brilliant, I think. I think that's absolutely the right way to go. Uh, but what we need is somebody who's going to bring and have the bravery to bring those players through. Bearing in mind, all of our managers all have to be like Red Adair. You know, Red Adair was the bloke who used to go into the Texas oil fields to go and put the fires out. <laughs> you know, he had, to, he had to do everything and it had to be straight and it had to be instant. Um, for us to move to a model where we're going to forgive you and it'll be all right. I'm just not sure the size will go with that. I'm just not sure. No, no, I don't think they will, to be honest. But, you know, when, when this first came about and the yeah. Potsos did come in, we they, the model what Duxbury was telling us is the whole the whole operations around the club is literally run by everyone else. The head coach comes in, we give him the players, he picks the team, he takes them out on, a, say, for argument's sake, Saturday afternoon and tries to motivate him, gets results. So if he goes, the whole ethos and the operations around him does not change. And that's originally, that's what the model was. Problem is, though, when we got to the the point, I think, when we had sort of Flores or, shall we say, Silver, they started to bring more of their own team in. So when we did get rid of him, the whole team went. I mean, before yeah, then, yeah. when Yoka and, you know, like all the, we had like four or five managers in that season, you know, it was literally just the figurehead that left. Everyone, like the coaches, 
even to the masseurs were still there. It was it was just that head coach that was coming in and out. So like I said to you, it does actually work. You seem to know far too much about the masseurs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, no, no. Justin, <laughs> Justin apparently is an ex-masseur, so he, he gave me inside information, mate. Oh, that's um, ammunition for a lifetime. Uh, yeah, the definitely, point, mate. Point we shut this about by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the point here from, on, on screen from Greg is absolutely right. You know, most Italian clubs go with this short turnover and term and, and, and not being fully attached to, you know, a manager. And you say about United, and, of, and of course, you know, following Alex Ferguson is, oh, my God, what a what a joy for David Moyes, who turned out to be <laughs> manager of the season, maybe. Yeah. But, we, but if we mm. go back to our equivalent, we had that when, when Graham Taylor left in 87. Mm. It, basically, it basically took us 10 years to replace him with a manager. And the replacement, finally, was Graham Taylor again mm. because he was exceptional. And, he was, and mm -hmm. nobody else really came in and was able to take us to a next level. They got the chance, you know, Colin Lee, Steve Harrison. Uh, oh, don't uh, don't mention his name again. Glenn oh, Roder. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but they all they all got given the uh, yeah. go. But he was just somebody who, and this is where I think the real thing about the changing of the uh, about the changing of the model. He was the one who. I mean, he didn't just get the club; he built the bloody club for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but but when you got that and you get everybody on board, and as a community club. The, mm -hmm. the strength and the power of somebody like Watford has to come with taking the crowd with you. And, you know, I, I think the Potsos, I think the moment we got them, we hit the jackpot. But mm. they have lost, they haven't, they haven't been reading the room. They've lost the audience at the moment. They need to try to get it back to, to bring back that sense of community. Yeah, I think you used the... Yeah, go on, Dave. Go on, Dave. You carry on, was... mate. I'll come in after. Yeah, I think you, made, you used the key word there about the Taylor era, which was the word community, that it was a community club and the way that it was run. And under Taylor in both stints, and I'd also include Elton John as a chairman as well. He was a very good chairman, I felt, un... during the Taylor times as well, um, was there was always a sense of you knew what Watford was about, we, that the... <laughs> There was a very strong identity with the club. I feel with these new owners that they've, while they've come in and they've maybe poured money at it, that there has been a. I'm not sure at the moment what the what they're aiming for, what the identity is, what's the remit for the managers when they're coming in for the club. You know, is, are they wanting a certain style of play? Are they, are they just wanting Watford to stay in the Premiership and survive? What what's the remit? What's the I no. Well, I'll go back to I'll go back to this thing with Taylor. I mean, when Ta when Taylor left the first time, and this is both times to be fair, and it really pisses me off about this because when Taylor left the first time, Bassett, oh, sorry for swearing, but Bassett came in and basically ripped up every all the good work that Taylor did. Okay, he had to Im implement his own ethos and ideas and bring his own people in, but he got rid of pretty much all of the players. Okay, Barnes and Richardson, with the exception, brought his own players in, and it went tits up. Viali was exactly the same. Taylor gave him a real solid base of youth and experience. And he just had to add to that. Instead, he got rid of Paige Palmer, tried to get a smart in right and all these players, rather than doing it gradually and build in, he tried to do that as well. And both of them cocked up in, in theory and everyone else after tried to, um, you know, put piece together the, the remaining pieces and try and get something to play. And I think, and I said that with Rhoda, I said for, for years with Rhoda, he basically picked up the mess that Colin Lee... I mean, Steve Harrison just bought players at will. I loved Steve Harrison, but he just bought players at will. He picked up the pieces that Perryman left. Perryman tried to fix something that 
he couldn't fix. Rhoda almost got there. And Taylor, obviously, once again, had to come and save us. And it just went it just went round in circles until we found a model. But I, like I said, I do agree with you, um, Pete, as well, that if we look at it from the, the eyes of, you know, would we be in this position of, okay, take away the sack of the managers every, every um, week, uh, but in the in the position of the Premier League, no, we wouldn't because, like we like we said Sunday, they were apparently looking at Charlton as well at one yeah. stage. And yeah. Um, yeah, they were. in that case, I'm grateful that we've had these seasons in the Prem because, like I said to me, Dad, mm-hmm. 25 years ago, we were likes of Holdsworth and Baisley playing for us, and we were just finished. Was it seventh in the table in '94, '95? Yeah. Someone yeah. said to had said to us, you'd be, you'd have five or six years in the Premier League. Oh my God, I snapped their hand off regardless of how many managers that have gone. But, um, yeah, I, 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 go I, agree, I, I agree with you. I think the, the guys who've made some comments that you've put up there on screen, Stuart there, for example, we ain't, we're, not, we're not a community club at the moment. And I agree, I agree with that. It's yeah, not a question of waking up. It's a question of it, that needs to come back. That, yeah. That's something that really has to be done. And to turn around and say, look, we're going through the same conversation every three months. And that's 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 absolutely fair. Yeah. I just got the feeling, and I, and I, uh, I called it out on Friday night, that that 3-0 drubbing, felt akin to um, the the, the 3-0 versus Yeovil, which, okay, it only saw the manager change, but it also reminded me of the 3-0 versus Grimsby. When Petchy, when the when the when uh, back in back in the nineties, they the uh, we 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 had a, a chairman who had taken over from uh, from Elton John, not done anything great uh, for no. us, absolutely pillaged and raped the club, basically for want of a better yeah. phrase. And we lost three 0 at home to Grimsby in a lamentable performance. And people basically got so angry that it was onto the pitch and storming literally the the was that ninety three. Uh, no, it was it was that ninety. I'm going to know it's the 95 96, I think it was, because it was Perryman's last season. No, no, 95 96 with Rhoda, mate. 3 0. When did he lose 3 0 to Grimsby? Was it away? No, it was at home. It was at home. And everybody basically, I mean, there was only about six and a half thousand in the ground, which says which says enough any, anyway. When about was the you. Grimsby one? Because I remember going to every single home game of that one, because I remember we lost 4 0 to Palace. I know that. Um, that was his last game. I'll look it up for you in a minute. Yeah, but, Palace um, was his last game. I know we lost to Charlton just we before lost that game. To Palace, yeah, away. That was it. Four 0 to um, Palace, two one to Charlton, wasn't it? It it was it was in that season of the year, but it was basically what prompted Petchy to go right. I'll sell this and I'll go back to my box at West Ham. Um, yeah. you know, from that point of view. But the point is, is that these, you know, everybody's saying, look. You know, this isn't just the manager isn't right or we can't see that Cisco Munoz, who bought us up, he doesn't have the experience and we've got Ranieri. I think there's genuine now real kind of dissent. And lots of people who've been very pro the club on social media have actually yeah. come out and said that the model needs changing. Not get rid of the potsos, not rip up everything because you've got somebody who's done an awful lot for the club. But it's not working where it is. It's not going where the fans need need it or want it to go and in fairness it's not going where the club need it or want it to go because no. let's face it from from the from covid and from relegation and from everything else there's a lot of debt saddled on that club that it simply won't withstand if we're in the championship so it's 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 bloody important and it needs to get sorted as soon as um yeah. and obviously in the meantime we discussed the short-term option about who else is going to come in yeah, is that um, right? I've just found it <laughs> while you were chatting, mate. It was '94. It was the '93, '94 season. Yeah, okay. I believe. Yeah, it's in 15th of March, 1994. It's when we when we uh, night game. Yeah, that's it. And we went to um, Palace end of the season and just stayed up by the 
skin of our fingers. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it would have been that season because Furlong was playing. Because I remember going that's to it. County, Furlong County and up front, mate. We lost one 0 Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, because we had Mooney and Ramage turned up that season. He started buying a couple of the players that played so well the season after. Oh yeah. And, um, oh yeah. Definitely, mate. No, no, no but that was a bad game. <laughs> Definitely, mate. Yeah. yeah, but eight, eighteen. There you go. There's the uh, there's the figure. Eighteen managers into in in the ten years that they've been there, or head coaches as they as they will describe it, because they won't say that they're managers. They're sure that they're there. Yeah, I'll flash up. I'll flash up Ranieri's stats as well. But um, thing is, though, and um, the missus is next door as well. And she's. I completely agree with her. Not because it's the missus. <laughs> is she going to come in as the next manager? <laughs> uh, I'll just probably do a better job, better job with the players. I tell you, but I, I do, but I do agree. It's the players' fault. The players have got these um, managers the sack ever since Silver. Um, I don't. Right, Silver got himself the sack, but I said ever since then, I think the players have got pretty much everyone the sack in some sort of way, and um, it doesn't look great. And if you look at it for Ranieri's record, um, the first four or five games, okay, we gave him a little bit of leeway because it was a very, very tough run, and we seemed to play really well in those in that run, you know, especially like home to City, you know, we only lost 3-1. We put in a decent mm. performance, gave it a go, like we said, well, that's all we asked for. And then we said, okay, we've got the likes of Brentford's and those sort of type of teams coming up, Norwich as well, that yeah. we need to be looking at, not guaranteed, but we need to be looking at winning so we can move away and give us a little bit of breathing space. But it just, just didn't happen, did it? Yeah, and they couldn't really afford to wait for him to get through that horrible run of games and then to get into like a, a change before getting into what should have been at least more reasonable games to get results out of. Yeah. And it felt it felt like he was just tainted from from the start. I mean, the Liverpool five nil, uh, you know, at home was was a I know it was his first game, but it was kind of rocking almost in the same way as the eight nil versus Man City did after uh Kiko Sanchez his Flores his, I think it was his second game because he got the Arsenal draw first of all. So mm. Mm, you know, but uh, no, everybody's oh, 15th of March. There you go. Thank you, Ian. That's very kind of you. Uh, Dave, Dave, who do you reckon would be the next the next manager here then? Because we've got the likes of Canavaro and Gattuso, and I think Canavaro apparently was in the stands on Friday. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but who would, who would you pick, Dave, from looking from the outside, um, from the outside looking in, mate? Um, it's a good question. They, um, I mean, I've you're in all sorts at the moment. I mean, I've heard even Frank Lampard's been mentioned as a potential, but, um, you know, um, it could be anyone, to be honest, with this with this boards, to be honest with you, Pidge. Yeah. Uh, Pete, do you, I, I'm saying this to a couple of people at work as well today that, you know, we should look at, if we could possibly do it, look at the model that Brighton have done under Graham Potter Give him, give him that time. I know it was not going to happen. I completely agree with you, mate. They work at a different model, and it's not, it's not going to happen. But if they worked on the principles of like the similar sort of thing, like they did with Graham Potter, young, capable manager with a long term plan, and say, look, here we go. We'll give you the back in here. Uh, we'll give you the. We're not necessarily like millions and millions of spend because he hasn't. But we'll give you, we'll give you the back in. You pick what you want. And you've got what you've got is time to build a team in your own image. And if we need to take a step back, we need to take a step back. But uh, we need to get we need to show a little bit of patience. And the players have reacted to it. It obviously works because the players at our club are actually sh showing shocking attitude. And it's got Ranieri the sack as far as I'm concerned. I mean, look at Brighton. It seems to be working because the players are all in tune with him, aren't they? 
I'm, I have every respect for Graham Potter. I thought he did a great tactical job on us when they did a 2 0. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he absolutely outthought um, and outfought us that day. Um, it's hard because if you come back to this fundamental belief of the Potsos that you're either, you know, basically that your head coach is going to be with you for two years, they will argue that they're trying to be consistent around it. I agree with you. That's what I would like to have. Yeah. One of the things that I mentioned earlier on was if you look at, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Jukanovic there and then the following season with Kiko Sanchez Flores, which was, you know, promotion and staying up, which is success in itself, as we've seen here. Um, yeah. One of the things that they bought in was they bought in Dean Austin because they wanted to bring in somebody who one culturally could communicate with the, 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 the you know, the English players in the dressing room yeah. um, and make sure that it was kind of smooth through, but also have an appreciation of what English football means because Jukanovic, we bought him in from, uh, bah, 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 bah. I can't remember where we bought Jukanovic in from now. It might not have been from Russia or anything, was it? Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a different league where he'd been in. I think it was Greek actually. Um, yeah. I could be getting him mixed up with Ivic, but <laughs> the, the idea being is you've got to fundamentally understand what happens. And if you look at that first goal conceded on, on Friday night, Samir goes over because he feels a bit of contact and goes, well, that's what I'll do. You're going to get that in Serie A. Because if you look at somebody strange and fall over in the box and you're a defender, you get a free kick in Serie A. He know, needs to know that that's not what's going to happen here. No. The thing that I would love to see to reconnect with the community, because the guys absolutely make the point absolutely right. We are not a community club. Yeah, you know, We've got lots of community initiatives and everything, but we are still not a community club. What I would love to see more than anything else is bring somebody else into the coaching staff. And for me, the person would be obviously Nigel Gibbs. He's had a fantastic yeah. and, and diverse coaching experience. He is to all intents and purposes for somebody who's been nomadic as a coach, which is great because it means he's had lots of experiences, lots of culture, lots of things that he might not have learned at. But he was a one club man as a player. And to bring him in into that a Dean Austin role, or even Dean Austin, but personally, you no, know, Nigel Gibbs would be great. Would yeah, help yeah. us communicate uh, and reconnect with 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 the community. But fundamentally, they've got to reject the model, and they've got to talk to the community. You know, it's mm. no good yeah. coming on to what 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 um, uh, 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 Duxbury did at the end of last season. Once we'd got up, not beforehand. Once we'd gone up. He then went and had an interview and said this and blah, blah, and, and was kind of surprised that the communication wasn't a great thing because I, I really pride myself. Really? Do you? Because it's crap. It's yeah. been awful. You'll come out when now, but, but previously you were, you were run away somewhere. Now and then he came out and he said, what we're going to do is we're going to get back to being Watford. We're going to get back to the model. We're going to buy younger players. We lost ourselves. We were buying experienced, quote unquote, experienced premiership players. And he was referencing presumably Dawson and Welbeck. And then two weeks later, we go and sign Danny Rose. And we then, two months later, we sign Sissoko. Uh, one hasn't worked. One could argue that, that really has. But where was, where was the consistency with putting this model in place? If clubs, and we've talked about lots of managers who worked under far less resources and quality of conditions and everybody went along and understood it we were you know okay we are we're we're at the we're at the shit kickers end of um excuse my language of, of, mm -hmm. of the championship but we're trying to stay up but we understood what the problem was we don't understand what the problems are at the moment because it's not communicated so there's bound to be frustrations it's uh it's it's it's, it, that needs to be re-established. Understand what the problems are. Commu communicate to, to the community itself. Bring in people who can actually say, you know what? This is what it means to wear this shirt. 
this is what it means to wear that badge and this is what these people do this is what you know this is why they come down here to support rather than somebody selling it sending out a presumably pre-written email from you know from the from the uh, from the captain I, if he's done it then fair play to him but it had the it had the uh, all the authenticity of your average Andre Gray interview for me, um, you know, saying, saying, come on, come out and be with us. And then them not turning up, you know, they have to do better. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, Dave, I'll, I'll eventually come to you, mate, in a second. But I that, completely agree really... with what Pete said there. Yeah. He's spot on. Yeah, I mean, I'll completely pisses me off when you get loads of people and everyone's entitled to opinion come after that shower of shit we saw on on Friday and say, right, you need to get behind the team, you need to get behind the team. I'm sorry, but we have got behind the team. We've gone, regardless if you're watching it at home or at going to the game, we've got behind at the start of every game, we've got behind this club and this team. But if the team do not perform on the pitch, then what do they expect the supporters to do? That's going to get quieter. I mean, Friday was an electric atmosphere up to the point, I think, when we went 1-0 down. Um, and then it started going flat. I mean, there needs to be give and take here. It's all right, people criticising fans, um, you know, abroad or actually at the game and saying, well, you're not getting beyond the uh, the players. But we are. That's the problem. But you've got to vent. You, if we play badly, we can vent and pick them out. I mean, it's just the way it is. If they play well, then you, you give, them, give them that accolade and sort of say, fair play, well done, Pedro, well done, Hernandez, and you know you played really well. But I'm sorry, but I don't know what people um, are getting at. Also, playing crap that we've got to dig them out. Sorry, Dave, go on, mate. Go yeah, on. but also apart from the fact the players themselves, um, it's all well asking the fans, but I mean the players on the pitch need to start taking responsibility. I remember when I watched United at Old Trafford when they were playing badly in the 90s, you'd have somebody like Keane or Bruce digging out players and saying, come on, you need somebody like that in the team on the field when pl- when things are not going your way, sort of trying to spur the rest of the team on. Yeah, leaders. And leaders, people, yeah. You need yeah, it on the pitch. Sadly, yeah. we've probably only got one leader and that's Sissoko. Uh, to be, we haven't got a goalkeeper at the moment. We're taking away Foster. We haven't got a goalkeeper that commands his area and is a leader at the back. I mean, most teams have got that spine of leaders. Like you said, with United, you had Keane and players like that, Pallister, Bruce. We haven't got those leaders when we used to have the Holdsworths and, you know, uh, Millens, the Essentalers, mm-hmm. you know, and back before that, the Les Taylors and, you know, all, and Johnny Max and, all those sort of players. We haven't got those. Jay Demerit and Gavin Marm, we haven't got those leaders anymore. I mean, I know a lot of people. I'll tell you what, I, I like the um, thing with Gibber. I mean, the amount of times I've messaged Gibber and begged him to come back to the club and be a coach is unreal. I mean, he must be fed up with me now, the amount of times I've told him that. But also... I mean, cre- he's blocked you more than Facebook, hasn't he, after that? Oh, blocked me more than Nigerians, mate, I'll tell you. But... Um, <laughs> I would, I would say, mate, you're completely spot on this community thing. And like I say, with um, Stuart, he's absolutely right because they keep absolutely. saying about going around the community and using this, uh, you know, get, getting players to go around the community. Um, just remember, Watford, uh, you've got a former players club that you could have used that you dis- distanced yourself from that's got over 60 legends that do stuff in the community. You had that before and you got rid of it. Um so you had that connection with the community and you decided not to go with it. Um, that's the problem with Watford. I mean, they started doing their own ambassadors roles, which has nothing to do with the players, but they they had that link with the community with Luther and all that lot and they decided not to bother with it. So 
like Stuart said, there's no connection to the community because they chose not to go with it. Really, it looks I, more forced than anything. I think there, 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 there's always a there's always a kind of a, a habit of being kind of a, a bit. Well, potentially sounding xenophobic and going, well, you're always bringing in foreign players, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about the 90s and I, I saw players who were journeyman players from, you know, I don't know, the north of England. They could have come from Milton Keynes. I don't care. I didn't connect to them any more than I connected to anybody. And I certainly connected far more to Matty Vidra, Danny Poodle, you know, uh, Terza, uh, Abdi, a whole host yeah. of players who came in from abroad and went, wow, this is what the club means. This is this is this is fantastic. We had loads of players, people like uh, Britos, who came in and said, "Wow, I've come here from Napoli, where I cannot go out for a meal for like a, a week if we lose because it's horrible." This is a community club. I'm treated well. I'm treated, you know, <laughs> I love this. Really get this. Angela said the same thing. Really yeah. connected with the club and really connected with the community, and that has stopped. Yes. That 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 bit about an appreciation of what it is and what the difference is has stopped. Um, I mean, fundamentally, we need we need to get that connection to the players and and for them to feel that connection to the place in order to to, to carry it on. All of those players that I just mentioned stay with us for two to three years, rather than mm. you know they're in and then they're kind of you know bumped out. Don't get me wrong, we had the Newtons at the same time because we brought in about fifty seven different players on loan when we when uh, when the when the but they the used to hang around with the, they used to see him down the town and they used to mix so it meant Morton because they were with near the near the uh, fans so they got what it meant to the fans as oh, well they so distance themselves like, okay you can throw COVID at us as well which has played a part so they can't go really get near the players but back then that's why everyone remembers the 2013 side so fondly because they had that like you said they had that connection with the club they know what it knew what it was like for the for the fans and what it meant to yeah. mention when they came like Britos and all the you know all the ones that um transcended before him yeah. they they got it they knew it was a family club and you know they can't go like you said they can't go out um into town for five days after they lost and stuff like that but they got it it was that's the good thing they actually got the club didn't they absolutely great great point there that actually it was because Nigel didn't feel that Slab wanted him he felt he was coming in as a bit of an afterthought but I think Dean Austin did enough to kind of demonstrate that that really wasn't the case. He, ha he had a worth coming in there. But when I said about, I don't want to sound xenophobic when I say this, but the, the we also have to look at the fact that we are working with a director of football model. Now, I've, I've worked with the director of football model. It can work. It genuinely can. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is our director of football is, is Cristiano Giretta, who's worked previously, I think, at Empoli when they were in Sarri B, which doesn't, so it sounds like a leap to suddenly come into into Watford and into Premiership football and the speed and physicality and the power that the Premiership has. And therefore, I think when we then look at coaches and you look at, the, as we say, who's going to come in and want to work for the Pozzos? Well, in Italy, there's thousands of them because they've got a great reputation in Italy. And as Greg again earlier, I'm sorry, Greg, I'm just quoting you all the time because you keep saying... <laughs> no, he's been brilliant, oh, Greg. No. Fair play, Greg. <laughs> right. if, Greg, if you could just write my speech, I'll just read it. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the point being is you can bring those players in and you've got the the, the people who we've been linked with, the Fonsecas, the um, obviously, you know, Cannavaros, etc. cetera. Um, uh, I think we've also been linked with Marcelino, but he's already, I think, at... Uh, Atletico Bilbao, I think it is. So they won't pay for anybody to leave anywhere because they'll always sign somebody who's not in contract. But they'll bring in a continental one and then we go back to square one. And that's 
the difficulty is I'm happy for us to bring in a, a, a foreign coach. We've had foreign coaches who have been successful, but make the connection back to the community because that will buy that coach in, in you know, from the supporters point time because people will have patience with Nigel coming out at a, at a press conference and saying, no, you know, this is going to take a bit of time. We'd all go, yeah, okay. And fundamentally also, nobody has asked the Pozzos to go out and spend a ton of cash. Nobody no. wants us to go the way of Berry or what have you, because David, I love the fact that you said we've got lots in common with with Man United, but the riches ain't one of them. Um, no, so we, no, we, no, we need to, we need to act prudently. So we're not asking anybody to do that. We're just saying make sure you kind of doing doing the, the the clever stuff, the intelligent stuff in good ways, and communicate to the club. And we've sort of lacked that. You know, I mean, when we brought in Marco Silva, one of the things we, we were talking about just before we came on that Watford tend to recruit to solve the problem that was caused by the last manager. So when we had uh, Walter Mazzari, who had all the social skills of, you know, basically, you know, a lamppost, <laughs> we went and bought in Marco Silva because he was yeah. supposed to be, oh, he's 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 eloquent and he'll be really fun. And then he was in for four days and then went, oh, Christ, this is Watford. I don't want to stay here anymore. And he just shut down. But we, we constantly go from one to the other, to the other, to the other. If you bring somebody in and bring in a bona fide qualified to do the role Watford legend and that is what Nigel Gibbs apps sorry Sir Nigel Gibbs yeah absolutely is I'm not saying he's you know I'm doing the big up here I'm, I'm making he'll, he'll cure everything you know COVID the lot no he, no. he won't he, but he will come in and do a, a very good job and he will certainly help I think kind of connect us back to the community a little bit more I would hope as well as doing a damn fine job on the coaching side yeah Dave what do you reckon mate I'd agree with I'd agree with Pete there. I've made a lot of very good points. Um, in terms of the the money side, um, yeah, I think you know it's a way of. Um, I agree with what you were saying in terms. Of, obviously, you're going to be careful with the on the money side, but it's it's how you spend it. Um, Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's the old saying, you know, any fool can spend badly, um, mm. but um, it's the way. It's about what would use the money and how they invest. Um, which will be key as well moving forward. But yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said, Pete, there in terms of how to try and reconnect um, the club and uh, bring in somebody in who who kind of understands the club in mm. that regard. Definitely, mate. Right, okay, just before we go, um, boys and girls, Pete, um, right, Pete and Dave, um, no sitting on the fence here. Um, I'm going uh, to, the, the manager I'm, I'm going to punt for is um, Frank Lampard. Who do you reckon is going to have it? Lampard for me as well. Yeah. Who who do I want or who do I think? Who do you, you can do want and think. Um, what who I, I want think... was probably Lampard, oh. but I think <laughs> possibly Big Sam. But I don't really want him. I'd rather have Lampard, mate. I'd have Lampard all day long, mate. I Long's think it'll go. To, I think it'll go to either Cannavaro or um, the old. Um, Granada coach, what's his name? Uh, Diego Martinez. I think That's he it, could be yeah. connected in. Um, but I, I would, uh, in in my old days when I was doing some some sort of lots of coaching work and stuff at Chelsea Academy, Frank Lampard is a top bloke. I'm not saying what he's good as like as a coach. We know what he was like yeah. as a player, top bloke. But I tell you who is one of the most underrated coaches in the English game is Jody Morris. 
And he yeah. did a, you know, people give Lampard an awful lot of due for, and quite rightly, for bringing players through, for taking people like Mason Mount to Derby, bloody yeah. for a year. They're coming back and going, oh, I'm sticking you in the Chelsea first team. He kind of had to because, of course, the transfer embargo. But what's missed is that Jody, Jody Morris, had bought those guys through in the Chelsea, you know, kind of used setup and for, for a long time. And he knew what they were doing. And now you've got, you know, the, the one that's gone and won the European Cup has been, sorry, Champions League, old person alert, um, <laughs> uh, you know, has been, you know, Reese James. You know, you've got you've got a whole host of players. They've sold Tammy Abraham out to Mourinho for, you know, 25 odd million. He would have been nice. But, you know, there is there is somebody who could actually, we talked about the academy earlier on, who could link the connection through yeah to an academy and I appreciate that has got to be the long-term option because I don't think the Potsos see the first team coach as the long-term option it's got to be linked to the academy and if you can throw brickbats at one uh, aspect of the Potsos regardless of anything else is the fact that we haven't been able to bring in youth we haven't been able to bring through the quality of youth players since they've come in it's logical because you've raised the quality of player that we had so it's harder for those players to come through. Jono and Jimmy Gilligan, again, have come through that academy. They they know exactly what it takes to bust through. If you came through, and whoever it is, if it's Nigel Gibbs, because he's also had the youth team role as well at some point, whoever it is could help bring through and blood them. That would be nice. Give oh, them a chance. Definitely, mate. Right. Okay, guys and girls, we're going to go. Thank you ever so much for watching. Um, I will see you Sunday night uh, at the moment, 8 to 8.30. We'll see what uh, see how many topics we get on um, Sunday night. So, uh, like I said, we'll message, we'll message you on Sunday morning. Get all your topics through. We'll talk further on on Sunday um, evening. So, uh, Pete, um, we're, I've, I've, we, always, we always plug your show, but where, where can we find you, mate? And um, what's the best times to... Um, yeah, well. well, you want TV, so it's a different kind of fan channel. We put stuff on there that's kind of recorded because we can't think as quickly as Pidge does to talk, despite wow. having <laughs> um, But but if if you want to have a little bit of a smattering of some some nice either um, uh, kind of old, old football stuff that you want to see, where where we've got things like. Big match of the day. So it's lots of stuff from Watford from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, etc., all the way through. Um, just go to Uorns TV on uh, on YouTube. Have a look. See if you like it. We've got various different series and we've got a new one coming through, which is going to be featuring um, the, the man there in charge. Pidge is going to be coming on yep. and we'll be talking. You and I will be talking the 1990s. Oh, <laughs> yeah, many may die in the making of that. <laughs> or yeah, it definitely it, will be, mate. Hopefully, you got a book, mate, because it's it's going to take a while to put that way, mate. <laughs> I'll no, be a big edit. Don't worry, Pete. No, thank you very much, mate. I know it's last minute, so thank you very no, much no. for coming on, Dave. Mate, you're a legend as always, as well, Dave. Thank you very much, mate. Any last words before we find you on social media or anything, or is it? With me and you, just WhatsApp, mate. Just <laughs> WhatsApp. Hey. Yeah. Up, Thank up. you for Stuart and Greg for giving all the good points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, guys. They wrote they the show, basically, so we'll give them credit for writing the show. Um, yeah, just a, it's two shouts out. Um, well, three shout-outs. Uh, the missus is next door. She's, she gave me plenty of things to say as well, so well done to the missus. Uh, Shout-out to Denise Sophia and also Shane Finity right at the beginning of the show. I do apologise, mate. Um, he said hi uh, out to everyone as well. So big shout out to Mr. Finity. Um, he does go on our forum and does a few um, live videos. So if you can give him much love there as well, boys and girls. Um, everyone's opinion counts as always. So get on the TaylorMade Army uh, forum. As long as, you're, as long as it's your honest opinion, guys and girls, post it up. 
And um, that's that's the whole point of a forum. Just air your views as much as possible. Right. Um, like I said, we'll see you Sunday night. Um, Dave, Pete, uh, Godspeed, guys. Um, thank you ever so much. And um, we'll see, see you all um, Sunday.